There are those times in life in where one needs a reality check in order to make improvements for the future. For week 7 of 2023 NFL season, several teams in House Lombardi got a reality check. Let's talk about it, but first... Let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Brusild. I'm your host, Brandon, and for the steps of the Brusild, I'll be recapping week seven of 2023 NFL season and for the House Lombardi. The theme this week was reality check, as some teams in House Lombardi got a harsh reality check this past weekend in the NFL's action by losing games they probably should have won, while other teams are probably starting to learn to get some problems to fix with no solution in sight unless you do a rebuild. For this past weekend in the NFL, it was a lot of action, a lot of great games, but a theme of reality check was definitely in the air for some of these teams, such as the Packers, the Lions, and also the Raiders, who lost games they definitely probably should have won, or were probably destined to lose due to lingering issues on their roster. So I'll be talking about that here in Brew Still. Before we begin though, let's talk about the beer pairing for this episode, which comes to us from Moonlight Brewing in Santa Rosa, California, and that one is called Reality Chess, a chess-style pilsner brewed by Moonlight Brewing in Santa Rosa, California. Reality Chess is a soft, delicate, and clean chess-style Pilsner with a distinct freshness of fresh break bread and also floral hops. The taste is amazing. It's got a nice session style flavor to it. Really easy on the palate. A very drinkable beer for football season and you can have more than one in just one sitting. I definitely love this chest style Pilsner. It's got a nice clear coloring on the body and a nice foamy head on top. It's perfect and a well crafted beer from Moonlight Brewing in Santa Rosa, California which is one of the best breweries in California. Now chest style Pilsners they're really good beers to have because it's a really unique beer style and this chess style pilsner does have the chess style flavor and structure along the west coast influence making for a perfect combo of chess beer and west coast california beer forming a really nice brewed chess style pilsner for the abv that's 4.9 percent and that beer is called reality chess a chess style pilsner from moonlight brewing in santa rosa california the abv is 4.9 percent is a perfect session style beer for football season definitely do check it out now for the snack pairing, that is Pacific Style Meatballs, made in an air fryer. For this recipe, the ingredients are sesame oil, soy sauce, ginger root, clove garlic, salt and pepper, a little bit of brown sugar, along with a little bit of chicken broth, breadcrumbs, and one pound of ground chicken. You combine all these ingredients together, making about 24 meatballs in the air fryer. The result is a perfect football snack for football season, and also pairs well with the chess style pills are called Reality Chess from Moonlight Brew in Santa Rosa, California. So that there is a snack pairing. Pacific Cell Air Fryer Chicken Meatballs paired with the Chess Style Pilsner from Moonlight Brewing. A perfect snack and beer combo for football season. Okay, for game number one that is the Jaguars and the Saints, which was a Thursday night game for NFL Week 7 of the 2023 NFL season and for the House Lombardi. This game was won by the Jaguars, who remember the House Lombardi by a score of 31-24, but also very sloppy win in my view for the Jaguars. They were dominating this game for the most part, and he fought off a comeback by the Saints late in the game, winning the game by a score of 31-24, but the Jaguars could have won this game by a much larger margin, and I think the Jaguars got careless later in the game, which by the score was 31-24. Still though, the Jaguars got their winner now 5-2, but it should be 7-0 easily. They lost those two games and should have won, but right now they're in the process though of rebuilding their season, getting things back in order by being 5-2, but also I think they got careless in this game, which is why they could have lost this game at the last minute to the Saints, who are also not the very best team right now 
now this year season. But Jaguars, they won their game. It's also a big win for them as well as they maintain a good record as they try to compete for the AFC title in the AFC Conference. So Jaguars got a must win in this game. They're doing much better in the season despite the setbacks they had earlier, but also there's some lingering issues there, and I think it's carelessness. I definitely don't think the Jaguars are a cocky football team. I definitely do see them as very mature, really wise, and really established as well, but also getting careless at games where they should not be getting careless because when you get careless in an NFL game, you lose. And it could happen to Jaguars this past Thursday night. But luckily for Jaguars, they came out with the win against the Saints on Thursday night. For Trevor Lawrence, he had one touchdown in this game of 204 passing yards, a good game for Trevor Lawrence, but also, it could have been much better for him as well, despite the fact he won by a score of 31-24. So I just don't know what's happened to the Jaguars right now, given their careless play on the field. I'll talk more about that later. But they're 5-2 right now, they're 3-0 on away games, and overall season right now is pretty good shape right now, but are they their own weakness? More on that later. For game number two, that is, the Baltimore Ravens and the Detroit Lions. Both teams needed to win this game, the Lions maintained their momentum, and the Baltimore Ravens had to win this game as they tried to keep pace in the AFC Conference, and the Ravens got their win. In fact, they got it big time. The Ravens won this game by a lopsided score of... 38 to 6. They kicked the ass of Detroit Lions in a really dominating fashion, and it happened early in the game. By the time it was halftime, the Baltimore Ravens are in a commanding lead with several touchdowns, great scoring drives, and great play from Lamar Jackson as the Ravens quarterback. The Detroit Lions just were not in this game. It was really confusing to watch this game because the Lions, they just don't play this way, and they get defeated and annihilated by the Baltimore Ravens in a really big way. And it makes you question Detroit Lions at the same time. Did they get exposed? I'll talk about that later. But going back to the Ravens, for the Ravens, this was a big win. They're 5-2 and two right now, and in this game, Lamar Jackson had three touchdowns, 357 passing yards, and 21-27 terms of completions. Jared Goff for the Lions had one interception with no touchdowns. A great day for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense. They took the lead in this game really early. They took command, and there was just no sign of them letting up that lead. By halftime, the Ravens would lead this game by a score of 28-0, by scoring two touchdowns, two in the first quarter, and two in the second quarter. A big day for the Baltimore Ravens as they needed us win much more than Detroit Lions because the Ravens in my view were starting to show signs of weakness and signs of slippage as they tried to contend for the AFC title. And this game they made a statement. And they made a big time statement as well by showing their team not to be messed with. And they probably even exposed the Detroit Lions. The Ravens defeated a very quality team in this game by winning against the Detroit Lions by that big time score they won by. For the Lions, this was a really weird game. I was expecting to play this way. I thought it would give me much closer Closer. I actually had the Lions win this game, but they lost in a big time way. I just can't understand how the Lions lost this game the way that they did. Dan Campbell seemed confused. The Lions seemed confused on the field. There was just no way for them to get back into this game after the Ravens took the commanding lead. I thought during halftime, the Lions would figure it out and probably stage a come from behind victory in the second half, but it never materialized as Ravens were just in command over and over again in this game. And there was no signs of them leaning up on that lead. The Lions, they just got their ass kicked. It was bad. And I'm starting to wonder, could we be wrong about the Detroit Lions? Are they probably a pretender instead of a contender in the NFL in terms of being a Super Bowl contender? It's probably too early to say that, but they played like a pretender in this game and this loss against the Ravens. For this game, we saw two merging worlds, the city of Detroit and the city of Baltimore. Two cities with their own histories, stories, and struggles. And the city of Detroit lost the city of Baltimore in this game as Baltimore came out on top. For the current records, the Ravens are now 5-2 and two, and the Lions are 
are also 5-2. and two. They're both in good standing in their respective conferences, but the Lions got a lot of questions they got to answer for Week 8. And the Ravens, they're definitely currently fending off competition in the AFC North while remaining a contender in the AFC Conference. Can they maintain that? I definitely think so, because in this game, they made a statement, and they made a big one. For game number 3, that was the Raiders and the Bears, which was another disaster for another House Lombardi team, this one being the Raiders. The Raiders lost this game by a score of 30 to 12. Jimmy Garoppolo did not play in this game due to an injury. That is why I think the Raiders lost this game. I think it could have been a different outcome had Jimmy Garoppolo played. For the Raiders, this game was a missed opportunity. They're now 3 and 4. They could have been 4 and 3 by having that record by going over 500 had to beat the Bears. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't there, they probably still had a chance, but just never panned out for the Raiders in this game as he lost to the Bears in a very embarrassing way as well. And I'm starting to think the Raiders are probably sunk. I'll talk more about that later. But going back to the game, the Raiders, in my view, should have won this game. Despite not having Jimmy Garoppolo, their chances would have been much better had Jimmy Garoppolo played. But this game for the Raiders was an epic disaster because of this loss. The Raiders probably need to start thinking about a 2024 NFL draft and for the offseason. I thought maybe they could have risen up and probably become a contender, at least get into a wildcard spot in the AFC Conference. But after today and that loss against the Bears, I think those aspirations are now done. I mean, the Raiders, they got beat in a really bad way, just like the Detroit Lions. Both the Raiders and the Lions lost in really disastrous fashions in Week 7. They lost games they probably should have won. But going back to the Raiders, this game loss was an epic disaster for them. They should have lost this game, and I'm starting to think their season's probably over with. And even though Jimmy Garoppolo comes back next week, I'm starting to think, what difference does that make? There's also whispers in their locker room that players are fed up with being on that team. There was talk to Devontae Adams once out of Las Vegas to go join to a different team, and for a team that is a contender, so Devontae Adams has a chance to win a Super Bowl before he retires from the NFL. He still has time in the NFL, but also he wants that Super Bowl, and it's most likely not going to happen with the Raiders. So what do the Raiders do to locker room issues? Because all those whispers of players not being happy there? Do they fire Josh McDaniels, their head coach, who I definitely think will be back next season? But how do you address all these locker room issues? Because the Raiders right now could be looking at a fractured locker room before the season even ends. If that happens, that team is screwed. Not just for this season, but probably the next season. They cannot afford a fracturing of the locker room. If that starts to happen, they gotta do a fire sale, trade some players away to get draft picks, and look at a rebuild. I definitely do think right now the best case scenario for the Raiders right now is doing a roster rebuild. It doesn't sound pleasant, but right now it's their best option, and given the events of today, they definitely need to do that because they are right now adrift in a sea of stars, and also not a very good spot as well. They gotta fix this, because if they don't, it's gonna get worse and worse, and we can see that play out for the rest of the season, which would make for a pretty fascinating storyline for them in the House of Lombardi. But today, Sunday, that loss against the Bears was a major train wreck and shit show for the Raiders. They should have won this game, but they didn't. How did they fix it? Fire sale. Just like Denver Broncos are going to be doing a fire sale by trading away players, hypothetically, the Raiders must look at that as well. Because if they don't, they'll remain dead last in AFC West. The Chiefs are in a good position. The Chargers have potential, but they also got to resolve some coaching issues. For the Broncos, they're going to be doing a rebuild. What are the Raiders going to do? Are they going to remain in a position they are now in and be dead last in AFC West for the foreseeable future? Or are they going to do a rebuild and try to become a contender from that rebuild? They definitely got to do something about their quarterback situation because Jimmy Garoppolo, in my view, is not a long-term solution. They guys are looking at drafting quarterback, most likely in the 2024 NFL Draft, because today in that loss against the Bears, it really does show a lot of issues with the Raiders They have yet to be resolved. For now, the Raiders are 3-4. and four. They could have been 4-3, and three, but they're not. The question is, when would it come to an understanding at a fire sale and a trade away of players?
players for rebuild is needed. They gotta figure it out soon, because right now, that team is starting to fracture. For the Seahawks, they won their game against the Cardinals by a score of 20 to 10. A good day for Geno Smith, the quarterback for the Seahawks, as he threw for 219 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. A big day and a big win for the Seahawks. This is a divisional win and also conference win. The Seahawks are now four and two, just behind San Francisco, who's five and one in the NFC West standings. So the Seahawks, in my view, do not need a reality check this week because they had a good game. It was slow at times. They probably could have dominated more, but in the end, they won, and they won by a good score by 20 to 10. They probably could have scored more in my view, but overall, a win is a win and a great day for Seattle and for Geno Smith and for Pete Carroll, who's been doing well with coaching Seahawks this season and also with Geno Smith, who's also in the second year as their quarterback. I definitely do think the Seattle Seahawks can challenge San Francisco for the NFC West title. I definitely do see that as a reality and also a possibility as well as the season progresses. But the Seahawks got to build on the momentum they have now. But overall, a great day for the Seahawks by winning their game by score 20 to 10. Can they gain from this momentum and build from it? I definitely think so. Because Geno Smith and Pete Carroll have a great dynamic as quarterback and coach. And it's also benefiting Seattle and paying synergies for them in this season. And I definitely do believe the Seattle Seahawks can overcome San Francisco in the NFC West. The 49ers struggled last weekend against the Browns. And it also benefits the Seahawks as they progress in this season. So 20-10, that is the win for the Seahawks against the Arizona Cardinals. Who are also 1-6 as the Seahawks try to gain a foothold and dominance in the NFC West. For the Packers-Broncos game, the Broncos won this game by a score 19-17 by 2 points, giving their record now 2-5, and five, while the Packers sink to 2-4. and four. Both teams are members of the House Lombardi for this year's NFL season, so this was what I call an interhouse match between two teams who are also part of the House Lombardi. And it's the Broncos a much-needed win, but really do they need this win? Because think about it, they're probably going to be doing a fire sale by trading away players to secure draft capital for a rebuild, so maybe this win wasn't in their best interest, not that tanking is a great idea. But also the Broncos are now 2-5, and five, while the Packers sink to 2-4. and four. And I started to wonder about the Packers, just what is going on with them. They were doing well early in the season, but now they're starting to fall apart, being 2-4. and four. They had those two wins, showing great promise on the Packers, but now having four losses now, life comes at you quick in the NFL, and it's coming fast towards the Packers. I'll talk more about them later, because they definitely need a reality check, and they definitely got one in this loss against the Broncos. But the Broncos, not a bad day for them, where else Wilson had 194 passing yards and one touchdown, while Jordan Love for the Packers had two touchdowns and one interception. So, it's not the worst day in the world for Jordan Love, despite the interception, but also the Packers, they lost the game they should have won. I thought the Packers would win this game, and also probably win by a large margin, but in the end, it was the opposite. For the first half of the game, by halftime, the score was 6-3, to for a very dismal game with a dismal score. It picked up, though, to get to 19-17, but overall, not the most exciting game for this weekend's NFL action for the NFL season. For the Broncos, did they gain momentum from this win? Probably not. They're probably going to continue to go to shit in this year's NFL season, given all the problems they're having. I mean, that team right now is a major dumpster fire, and I definitely do think that will continue. They got lucky in their win against the Packers. But for the Packers, I definitely do think they're a one-way train ride to Screwsville. And once they get there, they will be really screwed. And I do wonder, what does that mean for the Packers for the rest of the season, and also for next season? Because this could lead to ramifications on their roster, and probably even a coaching change with Matt LaFour. He's probably not going to go away this season, or next season, but also, he's got to adapt without Aaron Rodgers. This is a Packers first season without Aaron Rodgers for a really long time. They're adjusting, and they're not adjusting in the right way. And this loss against the Broncos really does show how many problems
weapons the Packers currently have, and also with no solutions in sight. So overall, this game, not the best game, a pretty crappy game in my view. Both teams played really badly. They both deserved to lose, but one had to win, and that winner was the Denver Broncos. But also, winning this game might not be in their best interest. Okay, so let's talk about questions and observations from Week 7 of the 2023 NFL season. The first one is, are the Jacksonville Jaguars due for a reality check? I say yes. The Jaguars are having a good season. It could be better. They should be undefeated. But their win against the Saints on Thursday night definitely did show that they could have lost that game given how the Saints staged a last-minute comeback, which failed in the end. Now, Jaguars, they won that game, but the Saints also could have won that game as well in a late fourth-quarter comeback. That there leads me to ask, do the Jaguars need a reality check in over for them to show that they are indeed not invincible, that they guys are be more dominant in games, because if they don't, they might fall short in the playoffs. I definitely do think they're going to make the playoffs, there is no doubt about that, but they could be one and done in the playoffs, and do worse than they did last year in the playoffs, from not taking advantage from what's been happening so far in this season. There are some lessons going on for Jaguars in this season, but I don't think they're learning and benefiting from those lessons so far, and we're going into week 8 pretty soon for the NFL season. The Jaguars have yet to have a bye week, I definitely do think the benefit in the long term by having that later in the season. But given the events on Thursday night against the Saints, they could have lost that game at blowing it late in the game, but they didn't. But overall, despite their win, I definitely do think the Jaguars are due for a reality check that might benefit them by making a deeper run into the playoffs. They're a good team. They're very mature, well-established, and also well-coached. And they're also very likable as well. There is nothing not to like about the Jaguars right now. Trevor Lawrence, a great quarterback, and also a great citizen as well. And their coach, Doug Peterson, in my view, has the capability to do what no coach has done before, and that is win the Super Bowl with two different NFL franchises. I definitely do believe Doug Peterson is the best setup to make that happen than any coach right now in the NFL. But Jaguars got some kinks to work out, and that is learning from lessons in the games they had so far this season, being more dominant in games, and also preventing teams like the Saints from staging last-minute comebacks that could cost the Jaguars key wins. The Jaguars might have further games like this in the season, unless they make improvements in order to stop that from happening. However, I definitely do believe the Jaguars are due for a reality check. Will they get one in this season, or probably worse yet, in the playoffs? It's too soon to tell, but here's what I do know. The Jacksonville Jaguars are due for a reality check. When will that occur? We don't know yet, but I definitely do believe it will come. For my next one, that is, this one is an observation that is a Baltimore Ravens dominant win and also statement victory. The Baltimore Ravens got a big win in their win against the Lions. The Ravens made a statement in this game by defeating a contender in the NFC conference, which does show the AFC conference definitely does have a threat from the Baltimore Ravens, as I definitely do believe the Ravens made a statement in this game from showing that they are indeed a legitimate team in the NFL, not just the AFC conference or the AFC North, the entire NFL. I think the Ravens made a key statement in their win against the Lions, one that will benefit them for the rest of the season. The Baltimore Ravens are no joke. They are a great team, well coached, with John Harbaugh and a great quarterback with Lamar Jackson. This team is built for the future and also I definitely do see them making a deep playoff run. I can see the Ravens probably making as far as the AFC title game, probably even beyond. This team is everlasting right now. It's all evergreen. That's how great this team is, and they showed that in their win against the Detroit Lions. Can they build from that momentum they're getting right now? They will, and I definitely do see them winning the AFC North, and probably even challenging for the AFC Conference title. That there is how I see the Baltimore Ravens right now, given their statement win against the Detroit Lions. For number three, that is, what happened to Detroit? Detroit in this game. The Lions lost this game. I thought they're going to win this game against the Ravens. The game could have been much closer than it was. I thought we were probably going to have a close win for the Detroit Lions, but it never happened. So what happened to Detroit?
Detroit. I definitely think they got exposed in this game, but also their defense, like I mentioned earlier in the season, is becoming a major burden for the Detroit Lions. The way their defense is playing, in my view, is going to cost the Detroit Lions big time if it doesn't improve, and it doesn't improve quickly, because that defense lost them the game in a major way, and also for a disastrous loss for Detroit Lions against a team that's also contender for the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. For the past few seasons, the Detroit Lions defense has not been very good and continues to play the Detroit Lions on the field, and I definitely do believe that loss for Lions is a major reality check in terms of how their defense is failing the Detroit Lions, and they gotta make changes to it. It's probably their defensive coordinator and their defensive coaching staff that's probably to blame, because I definitely do think the Lions got key talent on their defense, but it's not being utilized in the right way on the field, which is how the Lions lost this game against the Baltimore Ravens. Now, of course, the Ravens got a great offense, but the Lions should have kept it closer than this game was, and that never happened. So I definitely do believe the Lions got a major reality check in their loss against the Ravens. That is definitely what happened. Can they learn from this reality check in this loss they had? They have to, because if they don't, like I mentioned earlier in the season, the Detroit Lions defense could be what cost them later in the season, and also take away from their potential to become a Super Bowl contender in the NFL. They had the capability to do that, but he got to get her defense in order in order for that to happen. For number four, that one is an observation. That is, the Las Vegas Raiders are sunk. I think their season is over with. They're done, cooked, and screwed. I definitely don't think they're going to make improvements that will get them to at least as far as a wild card slot in the playoffs. I definitely don't think they're not going to get there now. I thought they could, but given the events in their loss against the Bears, I definitely do think the Raiders are done for good for this season. They got to look for the future now. They got to start doing a rebuild, and that starts by fire sale of key talent by trading away players for draft picks in a 2024 NFL draft. That's what the Raiders need to be doing right now because their season is sunk. It's over with. It's not coming back. I hate to say that to Raiders fans because they're very passionate people and their team though, it's just garbage this season. For the Raiders, their season is going nowhere and they gotta look towards the future while they still can. They got key talent on the roster they can trade away. They can trade Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, probably even Max Crosby. It's only fair for them to do that because those players can start fresh with other NFL franchises while allowing the Raiders to get draft picks for a rebuild for their future. I definitely think this is the best option right now for the Raiders and their long-term future because their season, like I said, is gone. It's not coming back. They might win next week, but that'll mean it'll be 4-4 four and four, and they'll probably go 4-5. and five. It's just too much for the Raiders. They gotta rebuild because their season is sunk. And we definitely saw that in their loss against the Chicago Bears. For the Raiders, just like the Detroit Lions, the Raiders got their own reality check in week 7 of 2023 NFL season and that is they gotta do a rebuild. That is a reality check the Raiders got in week 7 of 2023 NFL season. For my next question that is, just exactly is a problem with the Green Bay Packers? Currently the Packers are 2-4. That there is really bad for the Packers and not a good position to be in standing wise at this point in the NFL season. I definitely do think they're probably in danger of not making the playoffs and probably that's likely to happen right now with the Packers missing out on the playoffs unless something improves and improves quickly but given how they played against the Broncos I definitely do see them missing the playoffs at this point in the season but also it's possible it can come back but the question is just exactly is a problem with the Packers I think right now in this post Aaron Rodgers world they're in right now they're adapting or not adapting to a post Aaron Rodgers world they're with Jordan Love as her next quarterback and I think their head coach Matt LaFour is still adjusting to a new quarterback as he is used to having Aaron Rodgers for several seasons now so right now the Packers I think their main problem is adapting to a post Aaron Rodgers world and also can they win without Aaron Rodgers and with Jordan Love that remains to be seen so far Jordan Love has been pretty good for the Packers so far 
So what exactly is the problem? Is it Matt LaFour, their head coach? Is that the issue for the Green Bay Packers? If so, the Green Bay Packers might move on from Matt LaFour. I definitely don't see that happening anytime soon, but if bad things continue to happen and the Packers continue to sink into standings in this season and the next, that there could be the end of Matt LaFour era with the Green Bay Packers. But so far, I definitely think his job is safe for the Packers, but I definitely do think that right now the main problem is him adapting to a post-Aaron Rodgers world and working with a new quarterback with Jordan Love. I definitely think right now the main issue with the Packers is their coaching situation. Can that change? It definitely can improve as Matt LaFour is definitely a good coach. Still though, the Packers are not doing well. Being 2-4 is not a good position to be in in the NFL going into week 8. Soon the season will be halfway over with and the Packers are in a bad standing. I definitely do see them missing the playoffs. So right now the Packers, they got a lot of issues to fix. I think right now the big issue right now is coaching. There are others, but being a post-Aaron Rodgers world has not been going well for the Green Bay Packers. And they gotta improve, and they gotta improve quickly. Because if they don't, they'll definitely miss the playoffs. So for the Packers, they got their reality check this weekend in the NFL with that loss against the Broncos. And that reality check tells them one thing. They are in trouble. And that problem is coaching and not adapting to a post-Aaron Rodgers world. That there is a reality check for the Green Bay Packers for week 7 of 2023 NFL season. As for the Jets, the Cowboys, and the Panthers, they have played this week as they're under bye week this weekend for the NFL. They'll be back next week in action for the NFL. But for the Jets, though, they won this week in some win. Here's why. When the Buffalo Bills got beat by the Patriots in their matchup for week 7, that there does benefit the Jets in some way because it does benefit the Jets in terms of standing in the AFC East. So the Buffalo Bills getting beat by New England does probably benefit the Jets in some way, and the Jets must capitalize on this in week 8 when they come back from their bye week. For the Cowboys, the 49ers loss against the Vikings on Monday night also benefits the Cowboys in the NFC Conference standings, if the Cowboys can also capitalize on that. As for the Panthers, they're winless. So there's nothing to say about the Panthers right now, as they're right now a winless team, and also in Screwsville, the same place the Packers are on their way to right now. So that there's my recap for Week 7 of the 2023 NFL season, and for Week 7 of the House Lombardi. We shall see what happens in Week 8, as all teams will be back in action. As for me, that should do for me to episode of Bruce Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast under Zard Podcast Directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Also, check out this podcast over on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast over on Instagram, and also the Bruce Stilled Podcast is now Blue Sky Social. Please stay tuned for future recaps and coverage of the 2023 NFL season and the House Lombardi, craft beer content, guest interviews, and other topics of interest. Please do enjoy some good craft beer, bourbon, whiskey, and this autumn season. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see y'all next time. And until then, be brewed, and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Oh.